0: Give the lord a standing ovation thank you jesus we honor you we honor you you get all the glory you get all the praise we bless you jesus we bless you lord we bless you hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord you may be seated When I saw that video, my, I almost began to tear up just to think of how good God has been to us. I know many of you heard me share the stories over and over again. But at least for me, as they say, one picture expresses a thousand words. And when I saw the picture of the balcony and to think that now we're in a season where we can't fit people in the balcony. Now we have them going downstairs. Uh, God God has been good to us. Can we give him another ovation? God has been good to us. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, I pray that my speech and my preaching will be not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit and power, So that people's faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, you know, I have some treats here, well, not treats, but more objects here, so in case you cannot see what I have here, we have... A football, an American football, and we have some spices. Okay, and we'll get back to these in a moment. Praise the Lord. Uh, Mark chapter nine, verse fifty. Uh, the uh, Jesus says these words in the Passion translation. He says, "Salt is excellent for seasoning." But if salt becomes tasteless, how can its flavor be ever or ever be restored? Your lives like salt are to season and preserve. Your lives like salt are to season and preserve. So don't lose your flavor. Turn to somebody and say your flavor flavor. <laughs> yeah, Little inside. Anyway, praise the Lord. And and, and those of you who are millennials, just Google it. (laughs) Don't lose your flavor. And preserve the peace in union or in your union with one another. Preserve peace. I want to speak to you on the subject, www.ptspice.org ptspice.org. I want to thank God for uh, Sister Kim and her uh, her staff who has created our new website. If you haven't seen it it, uh, it's continually being developed. They've done an excellent job. But I, I want to use this to remind us of who we are as we are entering into this new season. I want you to look at this time of the year as a, a sporting game in which uh, the win and the loss of the game is not determined until the game is over or in most games that are uh, a-, a clock times the game till 0.00. In many of our sports, in baseball, there are nine innings. In Soccer or world football, there are four quarters, or two halves rather. In American football, there are four quarters. In basketball, there are four quarters. In golf, there are 18 rounds. But there's one sport in which there are three periods, and that is hockey. Hockey is divided up into three periods. I think it's the only sport that's divided up into three. So I want you to approach this year as this is the third period. Because if you're like me, most of us at the end of the year, uh, we look back and we kind of determine if the year has been successful or not many of us make goals at the beginning of the year. As you probably noticed, uh, my daughter Vanessa was born in December and my daughter Jessica was born in November. So that'll let you know what my goal was for that particular year. <laughs> so we all have goals and we look back and we kind of basically keep a mental or a emotional score as to if we have won or if we have lost. And most of us who are Patriots fans, we know that the game is not over till it's over. Yeah. And so my point is is that you may feel you may feel like wow it's September and the devil will make you think that the year is over and thus it's been a loss, but you still got one more period. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, let's try to at least get the game into overtime. Our mission as a church, for those of you who may be guests, and as a reminder as we head into this third period, is our mission as a church is to restore lives broken by the consequences of sin. That is either our own sin or the sin of somebody else that we're paying the price for. And to restore these broken lives to the place where these very same broken lives bring honor and glory and credit to God. In other words, when a life is restored and healed, we want to make sure that everybody knows that God God gets the credit and not anybody else. Are you with me so far? So we condensed it to restoring broken lives. That's what we do, and that's how we keep score. Uh, if lives are not being restored in a relationship with Jesus Christ, if lives are not being made better, then we are not fulfilling our mission. The word mission comes from a Latin word mateo, Uh, Missy, which means to be sent. So the reason why we were sent is to see lives restored to the credit of God. Our vision is to add spice to every person who comes into PT. And so many times what what people ask me is, what does the spice mean? The spice reminds me and to remind us of what a restored life looks like. A restored life is one that grows spiritually, S, physically, I, intellectually, C, characteristically, and E, economically. Of course, as a church, we want you to grow spiritually. We want all of us to keep growing spiritually. The Bible says grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But too often, the church only speaks about spiritual things and not realizing that you can be only as effective as you are healthy. I remember I was at an event and there was a bunch of pastors there and they were at this buffet table and they, I mean, they were just loading up. I mean, the the calorie count was going off the scale. And the point is is that You know, God may say, I have ordained you in my plan to live 80 years. But if you, if some of us keep eating the way we're eating, we're going to rob God of 20 good years of service. Or if nothing else, even if we live, what kind of quality of health will that be? So we are determined to to make sure that we help you to grow physically. I purposely put my office on the third floor to force myself, mm-hmm, to force myself to get some exercise. And it's always amazing, I, because it's quiet up there, and so when I have appointments many times, I can tell, because there have been a number of people who by the time they got to the third s- floor, I'm hearing outside my door, <laughs> Alderoy and I and, uh, and uh, Oliver Cameron and, and I'm quite sure Jeff, as we are, well, well, well they as individuals, have, have have hit sixty. I'm about 15 months from sixty, and, and our minds were like, no, I'm not going out like this. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And so he he won't tell you, but I want to let you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow his whistle, uh, blow his praise. Alderoy, Roy, uh, as he was heading to 60, he says, I'm going to, look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the size and the weight that I was when I graduated from high school. And as of today, Alderoy right now, he won't tell you, but I'll tell you, he is wearing the same suit he got ordained in as an elder over 10 years ago. No, no, we have to be examples of good health. I can't say where we're our, our vision is to grow spiritually, and I'm climbing two steps of stairs. And hee, 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 hee. Some of you young people are too young to be huffing and puffing. Okay, we'll just stop right there. Grow intellectually, Get off those video games uh, Anyways, uh, Grow intellectually. What's the last book you read besides the Bible? <laughs> How are you feeding your mind? When's the last time you watched PBS? Oh my goodness, PBS. Yes. When when's the last time you you have you have stirred up your thinking? When's the last time you did something that was beyond your comfort zone? When's the last time you ate some type of food that was not a part of your culture. Anyways, (laughs) growing characteristically and we want you to grow economically. The reason why you need to grow economically is because it takes money to run the kingdom. As a church, we believe that God wants us to be a blessing economically. So uh, as a goal, I received from my mentor, Bishop Ezra Williams, uh, the goal was for me to always make sure that our church tithe uh, 10% of what we receive, that we give it out to other organizations, other churches that are in need, uh, missions, etc. So I was really very, very excited when at our annual, uh, our, our Brother Clint, who's our treasurer, told uh, me and let the folks know that 12% of our income went out to bless other ministries. Praise the Lord, 12%. And we want to get it higher. And because of your giving and tithing, and we want to encourage you, you Well, know, as of uh, today, we're going to be sending out a check for $5,000 to the Red Cross to be a blessing to those who were uh, victims of Hurricane Harvey. So that's what we're going to do as a church, but also over the next two weeks, culminating at Back to School Sunday, we're going to give you an opportunity to give to the church so that we can present another check to other organizations besides the Red Cross. We wanted to do something immediately. You'll be hearing more about it, but folks, folks are suffering. We know that. We know that. And at this point, I just want us to pause. Pause right now, and I'm going to ask Reverend Jeff if he would pray for the those who are suffering in Hurricane Harvey, uh, 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 Reverend Jeff almost regularly goes to New Orleans to continue to help those who are still suffering from the effects of Katrina. Twelve yeah, twelve years ago. And so I'm going to ask you to pray, uh, brother, uh, brother Jeff, at this time.
1: Huh. Let's pray together. From Isaiah 43. Thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am your God the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. As we stand here in Cambridge, Massachusetts, God, we pray this over our friends and family, our brothers and sisters, those who we don't know um, in the state of Texas and on the Gulf Coast, um, all those who face uh, continued hardship as a result of this storm. And we pray, God, that They would not be overwhelmed. Those who have lost family and friends would not be overwhelmed. But in this very moment, they would know your presence and your peace, your empowering strength, that they might flourish even in the midst of this hardship, that there might be something that changes in their lives, and that you are present with them to heal and to give them a way forward. I pray God that you would deliver them from hopelessness, but that you would be their hope—not hope in in um, anything that's that's um, around that they can see, perhaps, but that you would you would be present in their heart and mind, and that you would provide through whatever means what they need uh, to come back, to be in a place of safety and security, to have food and water and shelter we pray especially in this moment for those who are the most vulnerable for the poor and those without resources to to find their way for those that might not be in their right mind for those that might be ill we pray for children those who should be starting school in these next days have mercy Lord Christ on these your children look down and find a way for them to flourish Help us in this moment to recognize the good news to understand what the good news of Jesus is, even in this, that you are making all things new, that your kingdom is present and breaking in in fullness. And we pray for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth and especially in Houston and the Gulf Coast as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. You may be seated again. So we say so we want people to grow spiritually and physically, intellectually, characteristically, economically. Our values, and as I didn't even confer with Elder Nieder, and she wonderfully covered it last uh, Sunday. Our values are worship the word, watching, Jesus said watch and pray, welcome and to work. We call it also uh, our five Ps, praise, precepts, Psalms 119 talks about the precepts of the Lord, the Bible is the word of God, Uh, prayer, partnership, partnering and being a presence. And why this flows so wonderfully is because in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 28 and 34, and I want to encourage you for this month to read the book of Mark because we're really going to be traveling through the book of Mark with a series called uh, Creating a Culture of Blessing. Creating a Culture of Blessing. And our, and our definition, our working definition of being a blessing means that I want to empower you to succeed. I want to do all that's within my ability to empower somebody else to succeed. That's my definition that we'll use uh, for blessing. But Jesus meets this young, uh, very smart uh, leader, and the leader asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said the first the greatest commandment is to love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So it is interesting that we start out our values with worship. We love the Lord with all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, our finances, our physical being. And then it it results in our being a presence and our working In uh, the neighborhood. The Bible says about love your neighbor, that word neighbor in, I think it's the Aramaic, it means love your nearest. Whoever is nearest to you at the moment, express love. Are you with me so far? So that's what we want to do. And uh, I'm going to be emphasizing this more Regularly so that we understand that one of our values is to welcome people. The word welcome comes from an old English word, willkuma. Willkuma. Willa means desire or choice. And kuma means guest. So welcome means desired guess, chosen guest. In other words, you're a guest that I want to be here. Because chosen, God chose you to be here. Are you with me? I want you here. And my any first-time any first guests here? Who's a first-time guest? Good. I want you here. I, I'm glad you're here. See, that's, that's real coming. While I was away, I, I visited a church. I'm not going to name the church. And I wanted to see... How welcome they were were, and out of all the people there, the best welcome I got was I was sitting here where Deacon Eric was, and a woman was walking out the door and went that was that was my welcome and it wasn't until the uh, youth, young adult pastor who I didn't know, he spotted me and said, Bishop Green, oh my God, you're here. This guy's a legend. And, and my point was is that if he didn't know me, what kind of welcome would I have gotten? People don't want to go where they're tolerated. They want to go where they're celebrated. celebrated. So let look. No offense, I love my wife, but I see her every day. No offense, I love Brother Deacon Eric, but I see him at least once a week. Okay? And I have his number to call him. But a first time guest I may never see again. So we need to go to people who are guests. And even And because our church has grown, sometimes it may be a person who switched services. (laughs) I remember one time somebody welcomed my mother as a first-time guest. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't matter. Let's just be welcoming. Let's be welcoming. Watch this. Wherever we go, don't compartmentalize our, compartmentalize our lives. Meaning, I'm gonna be happy. Welcome to Fenica, and then when I leave here, I'm as miserable as a goat. Mean. So that if someone, if someone came here from your job and they saw you, well, how would their neck snap? Say, huh? Ah. You know, seasoning can make a big difference in how a meal tastes. Anybody like potato salad? Okay, now there is potato salad and there's potato salad. Potato salad. Potato salad. Potato salad. What's, what's potato salad? Potato salad There's one of my favorite places to eat. As part of the meal, they, you don't even have to pay for it. Part of the entree is potato salad. But that potato salad is so nasty, I say, don't put it on my plate, even if it's free. Get it off my plate. Spices are important. Now, how many of you, let me, let me be, let me be a, a roving reporter. How many of you have what I call your go-to spices? Meaning that if you were abandoned on a desert island and you can only have five spices to cook, how many of you have a go-to? Okay, I know you can cook, so tell me five of them quickly.
1: Miss Dash, Nature Seasoning. Black pepper, paprika,
0: and salt. Okay, right. Anybody else? Anybody else?
1: Sylvia's secret seasoning. Sylvia's salt, uh, cumin, pepper, and some regular salt.
0: Okay, I know you can cook.
1: Garlic garlic powder, black pepper,
0: Lowry seasoned salt, Lowry. and onion. Uh-oh, uh uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Uh-uh. 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 Uh-uh, uh-uh, in, in case you didn't see it, in case you didn't see it, husband said, that's my woman, that's my woman, that's my woman. Okay, okay. Well, my go-to, my, mine, mine, I'm not, I'm not as, no, you know, uh, as, as culinary as he said, as you are, but I have, mine is curry, curry, pup. mine is garlic salt, mine is paprika, Mine is pepper and the kind that you grind. I don't want that, you know. Anyways, and and sea salt. Okay, so so those are my go-to. And how many of you have you 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 have uh, you have uh, purchased? Pert- purchased something, or you took home some leftovers. In some cases, I've taken, say, some potato salad. It was all right. It was all right. But how many of you have taken something home, and then you added your own spice to it? Come on, come on. We call it doctoring it up. Can I get a witness? And and so uh, uh, what what I do, I, I doctor it up so that the spice... Makes it not simply edible, but pleasurable. I was talking to a woman because I found out as I've gone to other cultures, you know, Barbados or Africa or, or down south, or and it seems like uh, when it comes to our culture, potato salad is a serious deal. I have a, there's a member in our church. And, and, and they're from down south. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And their parent, when they come up north to make potato salad, they're so serious about their potato salad that they bring their own mayonnaise <laughs> on the airplane. <laughs> we, we, we Our go-to spice as a congregation, is that we want people to grow spiritually. These are our five spices. We're constantly shaking spiritual, physical, intellectual, characteristic, economically. That's what we're constantly trying to shake and to spice into people's lives. That 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 is our go-to. Vision. That's the thing that we want to do. Uh, the word seasoning, and we'll call the word season actually is derived from a Latin word which means to sow or to plant. That's why when you season something, you're actually trying to plant the season into the thing you want season. So so season, season is not something that we wait for, season is something that we do. So we have the ability through our actions to change our season. Mm. Some of us are waiting for a new season naturally, but sometimes you have got to sow and create your own season. Sometimes you just got to say, I'm getting out of here. Sometimes you got to say, I'm, I'm going to go to the gym and get in shape. Sometimes, look, I got on two Shoot, I got, I got two things that measure my steps. <laughs> and because and, and, I wanted to force myself to change my season. So there was a time when I used to, I'm, I'm going to talk about me, saying he's talking about himself. I, I would say he's talking about himself. Okay. So I would, there was a time when I would be at the mall and I would be stalking people. You know how someone comes out the mall with their bags? And you want to know if they're parking closest to the door, yes. and you and you drive your car slowly behind them, yes. hoping that they're only two feet from the door. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. Are you and like, like you're doing a drive-by shooting? When it's really I want your space. Well, now I find myself because I want my steps in. I'll, I'll, I'll park in another city to walk. You know. So yes. my point is, is that you got to change your season, which is sowing. So in this church, I want to encourage you, we want to put three kinds of seasoning in the lives of people who come into this church, whether they be first-time guests, regular attendees, or actually members and partners. Every time you come into this church, first of all, I want to make sure that We add seasoning into your life. The scripture says that during Jesus' time, salt was a purifying agent and it was a preserving agent. Are you with me? Salt was preserving in the sense that back in those days, when it came to storing meat, there were no refrigerators. Are you, there, 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 was no, there was no Samsung. There was no Whirlpool. There, was, there wasn't even an ice box. <laughs> and so meat was preserved by using salt. Now, I know it gets a negative connotation, but back then you really wanted somebody to put salt in your wound. Because though it stung... What salt did does it prevents bacteria from multiplying. And bacteria is what causes meat to spoil. Bacteria what causes cuts to become infected. So yes, we want to be the preserver of peace. We want to be the purifying agent in an, in a in a in an office. Around your desk should be the desk where people don't tell dirty jokes. Around your desk should be the place where people aren't allowed to use curse words or cussing or swearing. It's quiet in here. We are preservers. We are salt. We are the season. The second type of seasoning. In fact, in, in let me finish with this. No, not finished, but almost finished. In Second Chronicles chapter thirteen verse five, there was there was a, a there was a covenant called the salt covenant. And and what the salt covenant was was we have a relationship that I want to keep pure and I want to preserve. In other words, we're going to be friends for life salt covenant and does anybody have people who maybe you just met in college or you met on your job and they became friends for life yeah. I know my daughter uh she was you no know, she's making a transition Jessica and I remember when I was talking about her about to her about her job and she said daddy this this girl me and her are gonna be friends for life does there some people that you just hit it off with that it's like Man, you're a, you're a sister from another mother or you're a brother. But there's, there's something about you that I feel like we've been friends all our lives. And yeah, you're going to be, when I get children, you're going to be the godparent. We just have that kind of relationship. And you want to preserve those relationships. I want to encourage you young people, especially when you get older. You want to preserve those relationships. The second thing that salt does is, uh, 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 second type of seasoning is, You enter into your season. Enter So there's seasoning. We want to add spice to your life. But as a seasoner, we also want to help people to enter into their season of harvest, their season of fruitfulness, their season of productivity. Jesus said in John 15 verse 16, uh, I have chosen you that you would bear forth fruit. Fruit. I want to help people to enter into this season. And we are in a new season. This is a football, American football. And American football in the college level, it started last week. But this week on Thursday starts professional football. Yeah. <laughs> the Patriots, New England Patriots played the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday evening. But this is interesting. Bill Belichick, they would say, hey, so how do you feel? He's like, last year was last year. Last season was last season. As good as it was, this is a different season. So don't even, don't even talk to me about last year. They were interviewing Matt Ryan. How are you going to get over such a devastating loss? He's like, last year was last year. This is a new year. This is a new season. And I want to declare over many of you, this is a new season. I'm going to declare over you what the Apostle Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind, looking forward to those things that are ahead. I press towards the mark of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 3. So the point is, yes, forget your past failures, but don't live on your past success. It's a new season. It's a new season. And as good as your past season was with the Lord, then say, God, if you can do that, I'm expecting greater things from you. Yes. And then finally, we, not only do we want to be an individual that puts seasoning in your life, adds spice to your life, see so you grow in those five areas. Not only do we want to help people who are broken, who are hopeless to to declare that when you walked into these doors, you've walked into a new season of your life. And then the final uh, definition of season is that we want people to become seasoned in the Lord, seasoned individuals, experienced in the things of God, experienced in spice, one of the things that had thrilled me, and this is my final point, is a woman was doing something who used to go to this church. She does not going to the church anymore, but she was doing something on her job. And her boss said, that is incredible. Where did you learn that? And she was expecting, the boss was expecting to hear her say, well, I learned this where I got my master's degree. I learned this on you know, my previous job. And she said, I learned how to do this at my church. And that's what I want. I want young people to be able to say to their employee or people who they are seasoning to say to them, I, I gained this experience of leadership in my church. I gained this experience of how to make a presentation in my church. I, I, I've learned how to walk as a person of character in my church. We have got to be the place where we raise up seasoned individuals. Let's all stand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Could we just worship the Lord right now and honor Him? And God, I want to live the spice life. Everywhere I go, I want to add that which is spiritual, physical, intellectual, Characteristic and economically. I want to I want to be able to add seasoning to the lives of those who are my neighbors, those who are my nearest. I want to be, as the old hymn says, I want to be a channel of blessing. I want to be an asset in your hands that helps others to succeed in a generation where it's all about me and by generation I'm not talking about an age group I'm talking about the times we're living in it's about me mine but Lord I don't let not this church be that kind of church Help us, whether we're on a bus, whether in a supermarket, whether in the mall, wherever, wherever we may be, wherever we may find ourselves. Help us to say like Jabez, Lord, put your hand on my life and shake out of me what you placed in me that you placed in me to be a blessing to those around me. Oh, Spirit of God. Even if it's just walking up the street with a smile on my face even while I'm going through hell. My smile can be a healing agent. Let this be a spice church. Thank you, Jesus. Help me be a a spice person in my marriage, in my family in my neighborhood, on the job. Help me to be a spicer. Help me to be a seasoner. Oh, Spirit of God, help us, Lord. Help us, help us, Lord. Help us not to be looked upon as a selfish church.